0: It is that time. Yes, it is time for Shh! The Mic's On. All right, welcome to the initial first, like pioneering, if you want to call it that, launching of my podcast, our podcast entitled Shh! The Mic's On. My name is Rick Thomas. With me is the one and only...
1: J.R. Gonzalez. How's
0: you going, Rick? Good, man. I am so happy to have you on board for this because this is our first one, uh, first podcast, and basically anybody that's locked onto this right now is going to well, what are they going to talk about? We're going to talk about radio, the industry of radio that you and I both love and are, are just so passionate about, and where it's been, what it's what it's doing now, the things that we've seen and done. We've been in it for a while, so let's start with that. Tell me
1: your background. Well, first of all, I bleed RF. And for those of you that don't know what RF is, it's radio frequency. (laughs) Uh, I've been doing this since 1983. So going on 39 years this September. uh, No, 38 years in 2021. um, Started out as an intern, worked my way up into the night jock within three months. uh, And I was the seven to midnight guy at our top 40 radio station locally I was a freshman in high school when I started, so now I where, was the most popular kid in school. <laughs> now, where was this at? Uh, this was down in the Rio Grande Valley near South Padre Island, uh, McAllen, Brownsville, okay, Harlingen market, uh, market sixty four, I believe. Uh, and I was working at a flame torture man, a hundred thousand watts of <laughs> yeah. Uh, radio.
0: Yeah, and what? And let me ask you this: Like, were you you were part time? How old were you then?
1: I was 15 when I was Woo! an intern, and that summer I got a full time gig. Our night guy left, left, and my PD said, "Hey, you've been working with the night guy. Are you interested in going full time?" I'm like, "Well, heck yeah! yeah. Who wouldn't?" He yeah. was 15 years old, making thirty two thousand dollars a year, uh, still in high school. Being, you know, it was it was a it was a dream come true at that point.
0: You were doing well because in my and I'm about your same age. And I started when I was like in high school. We there, nobody was making $32,000 a year. I started in Great Bend, Kansas, so a little different market, a little different, uh, yeah. smaller market. I mean, you know, guys were lucky to make twenty five. You know, that was. I mean, this got real. I mean, this was back in nineteen eighty five or so, right? I was uh, right. You know, so it's it's you know, I was in high school. And I started working part time at an AMFM combo, and I got the job because you know if you're like me, and I'm sure you are to this degree, I, I wanted to do this since I was like six, right? I mean, first time I heard somebody on the on the on a radio doing a show, it, it didn't even matter if they could be reading ag reports or doing you know introing records, whatever. I just fell in love with it, right?
1: Right, and and uh, like you, I I knew when I was like seven that I wanted to do radio, and then we got a we won a contest. Uh, at school, and they asked us if we wanted to tour the milk, dairy yeah. place, or, or the radio station. So we all chose the radio station. So I got to see our morning show that I would yeah. listen to every morning in action. Along, and, and I was in love with the female that uh, was the co-host. Sure. And when she said, when we took pictures and, and yada, 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 and she said, you can do this, too, if you just, you know, hard work and, and determination. And I'm like, done. Yeah. So when I turned 15 and they were uh, looking for an intern, I applied and I got it because I had already established a rapport with them. I'd call the morning show. I did the Pledge of Allegiance. I did sure. um, all kinds of stuff. I did Weather Kid. Yeah. So like you, you know, it was a passion. It was something that I enjoyed and I wanted to do. And, and the, the reality became a, the dream became a reality for me at 15.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I remember when I was like, dude, I I totally feel all of that. When I was like 10 years old, I used to drive people crazy because I had a little cassette player and I'd record myself imitating these disc jockeys and I would walk around and try and I'd say, listen to this, you know, anybody that would even be near me, "Hey, listen, listen, I just did this and I'd try to put a little music bed under it. And, you know, and I mean, it was really not that good, but you know, when you're 10, it's, you know, and, and I'm sitting there and I would drive people nuts. And I remember like getting my first job at 14 or 15 years old. I got it because I Got on a ten-speed bicycle every weekend and, and rode, rode my uh, rear end down to the local radio KVGB AM FM. That was the station. The guy's the, the, still there in Great Bend, Kansas, and I would sit in with the news. I'd wait till like I'd be there at like five in the morning, waiting for him to get there. And I'd come in, inside with him and sit with him and watch him do their news and weather reports, and then you know, and, and then play some songs here and there. And finally, the, the program director, Gretchen Ford, was her name. She got so, like, she was just, like, so, so sick of me hitting her up. She finally just hired me, right? Just so, true story.
1: Persistence, yeah. persistence pays off. And, you know, for anybody that's listening that has that dream of doing what you're passionate about, keep doing it. It's never too late. It's, you're never too old to change careers no. or even start all over again. It's scary. But if that's what your heart wants and that's what you want and that's what you're dreaming of, why not make your dream come true? It's it's never too late. So, with that being said, I, I totally understand you. The radio station I started out with, KBFM, uh, one hundred four in, in the Rio Grande Valley, B one hundred four as that was known, is now Wild one hundred four. It's uh, it's been around for decades. It was the number one CHR. It's now a rhythmic hip hop station. But um, I still keep in contact with people that work there and. Uh, it's just great to reminisce those days of when we started and we were oh, yeah. all just young and 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 now you know well, years this, later we're still doing what we love this industry keeps you young
0: it does you can be the 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 number that i have attached to my i'm 52 years old i don't feel it at all i don't i feel me like either. you know you know what i'm saying which brings me to yeah, this well, you know, go ahead go ahead
1: and and not to interrupt you rick but you're right. You, you, you said something. This industry does keep us young because we have to keep up with the trends. Yeah. We have to keep up with what's happening in society right now, technology, music wise. It, so you you almost you're almost the same age as you were when we started, uh, except with wisdom now. That's how
0: I look at it. Now, the, you, let me ask you this: This is something, and I and I get this all the time. This is what you know, doing what we do for a living. People do come up and ask me. I mean, I, I'm not swamped, but I do get it consistently when I'm out and about. People come and say, how, "What do you what do you like about the industry, and what do you not, you know? How has it changed? What do you know? Is it different now than way? And it has changed some. For I I see some for the better, some not not so much for the better. What would you say are some of the changes that you've seen that aren't necessarily for the better?
1: Well, the fact that we have a lot of voice tracking—I'm not a fan of voice tracking—but it's what's happening now. It's it's the way to save money, Mm -hmm. and I get that, especially with the pandemic uh, and the times that we're in now. And and for those corporations have spent and and invested a lot of money and not not getting their in not getting any return on their investment, somewhat. But I think training ground for up and coming DJs that want that are going to eventually take our place. There's no room for that either. Uh, They did away with a lot of day parts, uh, overnights especially, which was a training ground Mm -hmm. for a lot of young up-and-coming jocks. Um, Seven to Midnight's not a live part anymore. It's usually syndicated. Uh, And Those things, I mean, I love the technology. I love the fact that now well, you don't have to put on a, a stairway to heaven, the long version, to go to the bathroom.
0: Well, what I wanted to what I wanted to say, you know, you're right about that. What I wanted to say, just a second, I wasn't trying to, but I just wanted to say and I'm not talking down to anybody. I don't want to sound like I am. I'm certainly not. But I get asked this question when I when I answer when I answer that question just the way you did. People will all always tell me, "Well, okay, well, voice tracking. What does that mean?" Well, we you and I take it for granted. We we do it all the time. Right. But, but you know, go ahead. Voice tracking for those that don't know is
1: is uh, is you go into the studio and record your show. So it's not live. It's as live or sounds live. Uh, We localize. We try to insert phone calls if we can. So it makes it sound like we're actually in the studio, but we're really not.
0: So basically, in, in a nutshell, the voice tracking aspect of this industry has become so attractive to uh, corporate and to those that are that are basically writing the checks and keeping the lights on because they don't have to. You know, I can go in, you, me or you know, Jr. One of we can go into a studio and cut a six-hour show in about what thirty minutes, maybe. And be yeah, not-
1: right about. And in the perks of that, for some of these smaller mom and pop radio stations, again, we're not talking down to anybody, but a lot of these local small companies or, or one station or one owner station, they'd rather spend $6,000 a year on somebody voice tracking versus twenty five thirty thousand 30000 on live talent. So, you know, from a budget standpoint, it makes sense for some radio stations and, and not so much for others because it leaves uh, DJs that were laid off or whatever off, off the air. And in, in, in case in point, with this pandemic, a lot of people have gotten laid off. Due to that, and voice tracking has become a number one source for entertainment now.
0: Well, and necessity brings about invention too, though. I've noticed that we're seeing we're starting to see a lot of um, scenarios in which people can track out of their home, homes now because of this pandemic, and I think that's where it's really, really headed. Um, people talk about the podcasting, which you know, obviously, we're doing podcast right now. I think we're seeing a lot of that going on, but I think what's really impacting radio as far as live talent, it's not going to be long, my friend where most guys that are that are not morning shows, mice guys and girls that are doing this, they're going to probably be doing it out of their homes. I mean, that's kind of where it's headed, yeah. you know?
1: I agree. I think, for the most part, you'll see a lot of live uh, shows and afternoon shows. Um, that the key day parts that they sell when it comes to advertising. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, uh, AM and PM Drive are the biggest day parts in any radio station. That's what drives revenue. Um, but I think... More so, and we already see this in nighttime. You see a lot of syndication or voice tracking along with middays, which is ten to ten to two, ten to yeah. three, depending on the market and what stations how they're running their their day parts. But uh, I think I think you're right, Rick. Uh, if you're not a morning show, uh, and even I would even go as far as saying afternoon drive mm-hmm. three to seven, um, you're gonna hear a lot of voice tracking. That's why I mean, it's that's, sad because yeah. we all got into it for the entertainment value and being able to be funny and. And be spontaneous and bring information, whether it's uh, weather related or news related or catastrophe related. God forbid that, but yeah. you know we did it because we enjoyed it and we we loved entertaining and being funny and being spontaneous. And you don't hear that anymore. I mean, outside of Morning Drive, you don't get to you don't get to do that. Well, anymore. But
0: you know what it is. You know what I. Th- and this is just me. And and okay. And, and it's it's first off, I I think I I don't know how to put this. So I think you'll kind of get what I'm saying when I say. You know very early on in your life whether or not you're a creatively kind of I don't know like a creative juices flowing type of person. You know, there's an, sure. yeah, I mean, you just there's an eccentricism to that that is just you know. I, I'm not trying to say it makes you any better or worse than anybody, but you just
1: know if you have that in you, you know that you can you it, know it, you you're know what am talking about the artistic. You're it, talking about artistically. In- uh, capable of doing stuff outside the box yes. that most kids didn't do yes. at seven or eight years. Oh, you know. You, you just didn't. know. You actually know.
0: You know, and one, of, and one of the things that this industry that I really love about it is that it, it embraces that type of creativity, but it doesn't seem like as of lately. It seems like we're seeing... It
1: hasn't in the last
0: yeah, 10 years. Yeah, it seems like we're seeing more and more of... it's. And I, and I don't know why that is. I think part of that is because people in management positions who are not... They don't come from that background. They're not. There's nothing against them. They just don't understand because. Because okay, how can They're I put not- the you? You know, you, we get art. We get art, right? You and I. We get the artistic side of it, the creative. But somebody who doesn't come from that background or hasn't, they there's. I can see how they don't get it. You know.
1: Well, a lot of the a lot of the people in upper management, the accountants and and the CEOs and the VPs and and people, most of them, I would say probably 75 percent of them have never been in radio. They're yeah. just known as managers, leaders from a financial standpoint that know how to fix and, and turn businesses around versus the 25% that started out as DJs yeah. and have worked their way up the ladder and became corporate people. And you can tell. Yeah. You can tell yeah. who is and who isn't. And yeah. when you get into situations with your job, you know, okay, that guy's been in radio because he gets it and he, and he yeah. supports what we're doing. But at the same time, he's driving a ship that's gotta produce money at the same time. So yeah. he gets both sides of it.
0: You know? Well, well you know, it's I, I remember sitting down with Todd and Tyler who used to do when I was at I uh, was when I was in the Wichita market at K I C T and I remember because they and they're still there. They're still in. They're in Omaha, Omaha, and they uh, they do the morning show on KICT, and they're syndicated. They've got a couple other markets they're in. But I remember when they came into Wichita one time, and I sat down with these guys because they're very creative guys. They're very. I mean, whether you like you know like or dislike their show for whatever reasons, it doesn't matter. You listen. They're creative. You can tell that they're very artistic, creative guys. And I asked them that question. I said, What? What do I have to do? To, when I confronted confront it with that, when I run into management that just doesn't under, and you know what they both said? They said, they'll never get it. <laughs> That's what they said. No. That's what they said. Word for they go, was, Yeah. They go, they'll never get it.
1: A, I was just in a situation that totally depicts that. I mean, they hired me to come and, and turn the stations around. It was three stations. Yeah. I was the operations manager and they didn't take my suggestions. The general manager was not on board. Um, Everything I did was either one up or we've already done that and it didn't work or we're just not going to do it. Uh, It doesn't work here. Without even listening to the whole idea and the concept and how it was going to generate money, it it got shot down because they didn't want to change anything. It was a mentality that is just small minded, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, no, I agree. And I and it just seems like, and I go back to what I was saying before, it's kind of sad because this industry didn't, use, it used to be kind of the opposite. It used to be, you, you know, when, especially when I first started and kind of worked my way up the ladder and, and, and you know, busted my rear. I'm still busting my rear. You have to every day in this business. But I, I got to tell right. you, it's it's it seemed to be like there was a time when you were encouraged. It was the other way around. It was like, okay, get out of the box. Don't sit here and do the same thing. You know, don't don't be safe. We want that 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 artistically creative flow coming from you not not so much Absol- anymore
1: yeah you used to be able to tiptoe the line and, and and even put your toe across the line yeah. to push the envelope and and now it's it's round the pond it's like oh <laughs> yeah. we don't want a lawsuit don't go there you yeah. know and it's I mean I remember back in the day when I used to do all kinds of different stunts I'd go to Walmart and we'd race race carts in the store yeah you know crazy stuff like that we'd eat all kinds of crazy blended junk on the air and oh, we have who was going to pee first you know it's true
0: and those kinds of things have gone away because of the liability yeah, you're right you
1: don't, you don't see that morning show antic anymore or even in afternoon or nighttime antics anymore and that was the whole thing that's what kept people coming back to listening to your show was what is he going to do today what's he going to say yeah. next and you can't that's all gone i had uh, you know most, i had an idea a, this, this is a like good example let's you you can't get away with that
0: stuff. Well, a good example of what you're getting at is like, I remember years ago, probably I don't know, five or six years ago, maybe longer, seven eight years ago, and I was still in the Wichita market. And I brought up to one of my PDs, I said, "Hey, I've, great, I've got this great idea on national like um, um what was it? We a, like it was like national employee Boxer Day. Remember, like in England, you know, you've heard of the tradition where, right. where employees and you know employers trade places. I said, just as a, a funny just stunt, why don't we go get a mannequin and put a, and dress him up in like a suit? And we'll take him up on top of one of the uh, one of the roofs in downtown Wichita, and we'll and we'll put a big target out on the cement. I, this just sounds crazy, but we'll call it Toss the Boss Day because you're switching and you get it like take out your frustrations on the man. You can try to chuck this mannequin onto this target, hit a bullseye, you win a prize. You know, I think it'd be really funny. And it and the first thing I heard was from from everybody in upper management was, "Well, we would, but you know, what if that mannequin like bounces off the cement and and a piece of its I, I don't know torso jumps up and hits somebody in the face? All of a sudden, we're getting sued. We can't do that." And I'm like, good lord! Seriously, wow! Yeah, I'm not kidding you. Or, having, you know, or it,
1: you could have gone a whole different way. My my thought process was going, well, that's kind of like encouraging suicide, almost. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, no, it's just you called, never know what people are going to say. or Yeah, think. no, I I agree.
0: I get that. I do.
1: <laughs> it's just crazy. And it's just it's just sad that we're being boxed in now and structured so much that we can't even you can't even be you can't even be funny you it's, don't have time to be funny anymore it, it's do difficult. this read that promote this promote the website promote the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. app promote the next job promote the syndicated morning show when do you have time to be a personality well, yet every job uh site website that has uh a wanted person a wanted you know they're looking for for personalities no liner jocks. That's the first thing you read yeah, and I'm like, well, "We want we want waitable. personality. <laughs> do a this show." Is being hypocritical.
0: Do, yeah, yeah. And but you know what, here's the flip side. And this is why I still love this industry. And there's always going to be these things. I'm going to I'm going to focus for a second on the positive things that I love about this industry. There are still sure. there are still creative people involved with it. And there are still like even in upper management, there are still people that do get it. And there are still there's still ways, you know, you have to adapt. You and I you know, if anybody knows this, you and I know this. We've been around long enough to know you have to adapt. I mean, things do change. Things Things, that's what? changes the nature of this beast. So with the technology, right. with the technology, I take that technology and run with it. I'm tracking on. I'm voice tracking as we were talking about earlier on seven different stations right now. Um, I've taken advantage right. of that. I, I, you know, maybe I don't like the idea that there's less live radio, but that's the world we're in, and you have to change and adapt to it, or you're not going to last long in this industry. You know that.
1: No, you're right. I mean, I had I worked ten years ago. I worked when email was really starting to be the thing. We had I had a few jocks that had been there forever, didn't know how to use uh, the editing system, Adobe or <laughs> oh, wow. or uh, Vox Pro. Uh, they didn't want to learn. Uh, they didn't know how to send an email or an attachment, mm. for that matter, for spots to clients. And so they got blown out. Yeah. And yeah. I was in charge at the time of teaching everybody the technology and teaching them how to send an email with an attachment after they're done with their production, how to mix it down. Because they weren't used to, use, they were used to still using reel-to-reel. For those of you that don't know what yeah. a reel-to-reel is, is a actual, uh, help me out here, Rick. How do I explain well, it's reel-to-reel? tape <laughs> it's tape. It's a reel-to-reel
0: tape is what you're talking about. Yeah, I haven't used one yeah, of those tape. in a while. Yeah. yeah.
1: we we used to cut phoners on that mm-hmm. thing with, with <laughs> a wax pencil and, and tape. Which is um, the technology just, today. Just thank just you
0: stuff. so much for the technology today because I hated those days doing that. When I look back, I go, God,
1: it took me all day to put a phoner together. I, it did take me 30 minutes to get one call on the air. Good Lord. But you know what? That was that was the fun part for me. Like, you know, loading up a cart, like an 8-track, into the cart <laughs> machine or loading up a CD. Cutting up, splicing a phone call—that was for me the fun part because it it challenged me to be faster and better than the jock across the street. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it made you more of an asset at that point. Oh, he can edit a phone call in a minute, yeah. get it on the air when you know before the song's over, and boom, he he's he's flying. Um, cutting production with the you know when you had a four track, you would do all your. Your sound effects on a cart, and you'd have to time it. And if you didn't get it right, you started all over again. But that was the challenge, and that's what made me better. Once technology came into it, I'm a production pro. I love doing yeah. imaging, I like doing production. Well, and, and you know and what? So when, go ahead. When the technology came, it was easy for me to cut a spot in two minutes and have it produced fully and downloaded in three. You know what I mean? Absolutely, and, absolutely.
0: And you know when I tell kids so, coming in today and I say kids, anybody I, that under the age of thirty is a kid to me, right coming in. Right. But I tell right, them all the time. To- enough- your kid, I, yeah. Definitely. I tell them don't just what you were getting at a second ago. I tell them all the time, even in my as long as I've been doing this, I do this every day. I say, you know, what can I learn new? Because there's always right. something new to learn. And I tell kids, don't ever shut yourself off to that. If you don't know, don't be afraid now. If you know what, if I don't know, I ask and I figure it out. I, you know, that's how you learn. That's part of the process. If I don't know for sure, if we if we bring it a new, you know, right now we, we you know, Chris, well, I'm like, yeah, we work with the Adobes, we work with the Next Gens, all of that stuff. But if they bring in a new editing system, if I'm not sure on it, you know what I do? I ask around and figure it out i sit down with a manual if i have to and i learn it right. that's what you do
1: um it's absolutely and learn the tr- learn the shortcuts learn the tricks because yeah. that's going to make you a, a faster better producer where you can be an asset and teach other people in the building and they keep you because you know what this guy learned this in in, in six hours he learned how to produce a spot yeah. download it and get it done on this system you know he's you're what? an asset at that point point. and the more you learn the more experience you have in different departments uh it, you become an asset. The, the more the, hats you wear, the better chances are that you're going to keep your job. The
0: bottom line is, no program director or ops manager wants to hear anybody say, "You know what? I don't know. I'm going to do it the old way. I, this is. I, this doesn't work." No, they don't want to hear that. What they want to hear is, "You they know what? If, if I don't know how to do it, I'll learn real quickly and I will get it done." That's what they want to hear.
1: They don't. They don't. Right. They don't. They don't want to hear. I don't know how.
0: No. Or it, yeah.
1: Why why should I learn something new? You don't want to you don't ever want nobody ever wants to hear those words. No,
0: no. And so
1: Not, I mean, that's I mean, a big that's a big sign for non team player.
0: Exactly, exactly. And you know what? it's it's again, there is never any shame. Even I've been doing this thirty some years. I ask questions all the time. i d I'm never oh, I do too you know, I'm never gonna know it all. Not even gonna come close. You know? You know? One of so, the things
1: One of the things I look for when I'm looking for a new job is one of the questions when I interview is what am I going to how are you going to keep me fresh and what am I going to learn under your under your tenure? Yeah. And people either they know the answer and say, I'm going to provide all the tools that are available to you uh, when you ask for them or I don't know. Um, I've never been asked that question when I get that, I'm like, I don't want to work for this guy. Well, And and you're
0: right. And you know what? I'll tell you this. I, and I tell this to veterans in our business that are looking for gigs that are in and out. And I'll tell them, I'll say all the time. It's like, you know what? If you, if your web, you know, if your social media skills aren't there, you better get them there. Like right now, get on top of that. Because I'll tell you right now that that 22 year old kid coming out of K state down the street from where I'm at here, he's he's building websites. He or she is. I promise you. Okay. So you better, I guarantee you they are. So if you, you know, if if you take that attitude, if you get into that mind frame of, well, I'm where I don't need to, I've leveled off, you're not going to last. I'm just
1: being honest. Well, the day you stop learning in this business, the day you hang up the headphones and call it a day. Yeah. Um, There's always something to learn. I mean, I'm even willing, I'm getting ready to jump on some classes to learn how to build websites. Exactly. How to build apps. I've been doing it myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's needed. If you're not, like you said, the twenty-year-old that's at K State right now—they're Going to come in and take your job. They've been doing and, it since they were uh, nine
0: years old. They're all over it, you know. So, yeah, but you they're going
1: to come in and take your job for half the pay.
0: Yep, exactly. So, I mean, that's you know, the that's it's, it's just it's one of those things. You just have to stay on top of that and be willing to open up and, and learn and learn and learn and learn. And you you know, and it's again, I can't stress that enough. I don't care if you've been doing it. I don't care if you were doing mornings in Chicago ten years ago. You. have Questions are not – there's nothing, no shame in that. If you don't know, just ask. Well, I,
1: just ask. And you and I both know that in this business, things change on a daily basis. Yep. There's always a new program. There's always a new technique. There's always new technology yep. that they're implementing or, or trying out. And this business, it changes daily. Not weekly, but daily. Drop and up a you're hat. Not up to, if you're not up to speed and you're not learning it daily – you're SOL. You're going to be without a job real quick. <laughs> exactly.
0: That's just a fact. That's just how it is. I love this industry, though. I'm so thankful that I've been able to be a part of it for as long as I have. Uh, um, you know, it's it's my, it's, I, you know, not to sound weird about it, but this is, I feel like this is what I was put on this planet to do. And I'm thankful. Oh, yeah. That, you know, it's your I'm, calling. And it's my calling. It's exactly, what we do. Exactly. And I appreciate you being on. I've got, I've got to get, actually, I have to go track a show right now.
1: <laughs> I got one last question for you, Rick. Okay, I got right. one question okay. for you. Just to kind of put stuff out there. Okay. Who's, the, who's your most favorite artist and interview that you've had over your course of your career? Um,
0: it's, it's hard to say probably um, there's been several Kid Rock comes to mind just because he's just a very he has nothing to do with his music. you know people say, well, I' like this as a person. Very, very laid back, very down to earth, very, uh, you know, if he runs, he's the kind of guy, if he sees you for three minutes, he will remember that he, and he'll see you two years later and come over and say hi to you just because he remembers three minutes, two years prior. That's how he is very, uh, not, don't feel uncomfortable with him at all. He's the kind of guy that you just feel like you sit there, shoot the breeze with all day and just like, like he's like you and I are doing right now. Um, so I have to
1: agree with, I have to agree with you. I interviewed him nine years ago yeah. at a festival yeah, and you're right. He is very uh, open. He's very accessible. He's, um, he loves radio people because, of course, they've built his career sure. along with the fans. But when it comes to radio peeps, he will remember you. Yeah. Okay, so I interviewed him nine years ago. I ran into him three years ago at uh, another festival, and he remembered me. Yeah. He didn't remember my name. He goes, but I remember interviewing with you at this festival. Yeah, yeah. And I was blown away because of his ma- – I mean, as many people as they meet, yeah, As yeah. many interviews as they do, he remembered me from that particular time. And so, yeah, I have to agree with you. Kid Rock is is a, is a a uh, an American badass. <laughs> one, one of the main <laughs> ones.
0: Sully Earn is another one from Godsmack. Sully catches he catches some heat because he's, you know, the front, so, you know, Godsmack, and he's out there doing his thing. But he's actually a very cool dude. If you ever just get a chance to sit down with him for a few minutes, he's a very cool laid-back guy. He's one of those whatever's mine's yours, come in and hang out dudes, you know? <laughs> he's like, that's how he is.
1: You know, you know who else is like that? Daughtry's like that. Yeah, that's what I've he's heard. Daughtry. I, when I was in Kansas City doing radio, I he he won American Idol. Oh, he did, He got booted off American Idol like four before before the finale. But um, he did a big showcase in Kansas City, being that he's from that area. And I got to sit with him for like two hours in an interview, and we just hung out. And he's like another one, like it's just like you and me, man. We're old buds. And yeah, it's very down very dude. So if you ever get a chance to interview Daughtry, man, do it.
0: That's I've heard good things. I have heard good things about it. I have to get here, though. I don't mean to cut us short, but I I've literally got a track in like three minutes here.
1: So, do it. All right. all right, brother. It was good talking to you and uh, much success on this podcast, and thanks for having me. You just listened to
0: Shh! The Mic's On.